Today's show is sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com. If you are a bourbon group or you are a store or a distillery and you need custom laser etched glassware at wholesale prices, that means the prices are pretty damn good, y'all. Check out distilleryproducts.com. I am happy to get you in touch with them. It is a family-owned and operated business. Carson, Janie, Vicky, all the good folks over there at distilleryproducts.com. They not only have laser etched glassware, they also have awesome swag like customized flasks and other cool things like drink stirs. Check it all out. Go to distilleryproducts.com, see for yourself, and reach out to me. I would love to get you in touch with them. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Orca Coolers. It is summer. Summer is hot. It's hot everywhere. You need a cooler that is going to be able to hold ice while it's hot. And Orca Coolers has that. They also have awesome tumblers. They have a barrel tumbler. It looks like a little whiskey barrel. Check them all out at orcacoolers.com. Use code DADSEASON and get 20% off your order. That's D-A-D-S-E-A-S-O-N. Make sure to check them out. Get a cooler or a tumbler. I mean, that cooler holds ice three, four, five days, no problem. I mean, you open that thing up after a few days, the ice looks like you just put it in there. Make sure to go to orcacoolers.com and use code DADSEASON. Today's show is also sponsored by the only sports book by Tennesseans for Tennesseans, and that is action247.com. Right now, there's a 100K free-to-play challenge during the first weeks of college football in the NFL, and both are completely free. There are weekly promos leading up to the college and NFL regular seasons. This week, all customers get a 30% deposit boost. The boost will be code-based, so stay tuned to social media for details, but you can also get a deposit boost. You can also get a deposit boost by using code DADS100. They will match up to $400 of your first deposit there's MLB parlays. There's lots of other stuff. Free games only at action247.com. Get in on the action with action247. Use code DADS100. In lieu of a cold open, I asked people for questions again. And a lot of these questions weren't questions, but I want to share a few of these with you. Tater Dean wants to know why you're so infatuated with him. I think that's a great place to start for this cold open. I think Tater Dean should be thankful for the free press that I give him. <laughs> you give him a lot of free press. The fact he has a now like semi quasi possibly local world renowned name of Tater Dean. He's doing well. And last but not least, just a shout out to Edward Thomas, who didn't have a question. He just wants us to give him a shout out for no reason. <laughs> everyone my name is john edwards and with me as always is zeke baker and together we make the dad drink of bourbon wherever you are whatever time it is thank you for making us a part of your day i have more questions that i will do on other shows but there is a topic that zeke has wanted to bring up for a while now this has been a few weeks this has been on your mind and you had something fish and the grateful dead and you said this was too long for a cold open so tell me a little bit about what's on your mind zeke yeah, I think it's too long, and I'm excited as to your response because I feel like you're quasi-attached to this, kind of. But So our buddy uh, from the asshole group, Caruso's in town. He's in town for some fish shows. So him and his buddy, you know, I meet him, we're hanging out, and uh, the buddy's like, hey, man, 
you know, you've been to a fish show and he's talking about this or that. And I'm like, yeah, I just never really got into the whole like jam band scene. And so immediately I see this look in his eye and he's like, I mean, it might as well be the sound from like Carrie going off in his head. And he's like, jam band. No, 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 man. I'm not talking about the dead. I'm talking about fish. And I'm like, yeah, man, I, I just, you know, I've never really had the jam band like, you know, movement or inspiration in me. I, I got into the doors, but you know, that's about it. And he's like, the dead and fish are completely different. I mean, he is like feisty about this. He goes on this whole huge rant of like how many differences there are. What the best part to me was, I mean, like dead fans. I mean, they'll live in a bus for a couple of years and like just go to shows. But I mean, I guarantee you every single town that Fish plays in, Fish fans, they directly enhance the GDP for that town for during those shows. I like both bands. I've been to shows for both bands, but I also have a very wide, I mean, I'm a musician. I like music. I appreciate music. I appreciate all different genres of music. I'd go to a hip hop show or an indie show just as much as I don't know what the difference is besides the fact (laughs) that the dead are probably better singers than fish. I mean, like Trey is super talented on the guitar. But he can't sing live for shit. Oh, he brought that up too. He's like, oh, I mean, the instrumentals, they're just completely different, dude. Like, you've never seen it, but clearly, when Fish is on the stage, like, it's just such a much more rock experience. Like, they're jamming and just like getting at it. And like, Fish and the Dead, they're playing their instruments, but it's not like Fish. I mean, like, they're getting at it. But the Dead, the, they're just like playing their instruments, but like fish, I mean, they're getting after it. Like it's just different. I think it's different bands altogether though, because you also have like Paige and Mike from fish that have gone out and done their own stuff. And like Paige is super talented on the piano and the keyboards. You also have, you know, the dead where Mike Weir was super, super underrated for just being younger than everybody else in the band. But he actually did a lot of writing as well and was super. I mean, the interesting thing about those bands is no two shows are going to be exactly the same. So if that doesn't technically mean you're a jam band, I don't get it. Like they are going to have jams on their songs and they're going to explore and go different places i don't think that's a bad thing to term a band a jam band honestly that was my stance again like i've never followed or gotten into any of them my sister's a big fan of both and so i've been exposed to them and that was my stance i'm like if you're a jam band to me you have sets or songs that are seven to 14 minutes sometimes 25 you never know you just you get in a riff or an acid trip or too much of some other substance and everyone just goes with it and 22 minutes later all right we're taking a piss break thanks (laughs) i don't know but i think the difference for me is like i enjoy both bands and if you said like hey would you like to go see the dead or would you like to go see fish i'd be like okay but i'm not like hardcore I don't need to be on a substance to be at the show. I don't need to travel with the band. It's like I enjoy their musicality, but I'm not 
a rabid fan. So I think I'm like the wrong person to ask because I'm still on the periphery there. You know, it's like. I've just never seen anyone that wanted to delineate the two so, I guess, avidly. I mean, like, it. I would consider, for the most part, those two, like, synonyms or whatever. This guy, I mean, I might have might as well, like, you know, martyred or murdered somebody. He, he was not happy that as soon as I said jam band and didn't even say the dead, he presumed I was coupling them together. Well, the only thing I could think it equates to is if you get a really big time bourbon nerd that wants to be 100% precise on everything and you gave them a bourbon and then a bourbon finished in a secondary barrel, and you said both of these are bourbon. And they were like, no, 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 excuse me. Once you put it in the secondary barrel, that becomes whiskey. This is not bourbon. One is a bourbon, one is a whiskey. Like, that's kind of how I feel Caruso's boy. Like, you have to be in that culture to nitpick it, but half the people outside of the culture that don't understand it are going to be like, oh, yeah, you have two bottles of bourbon. And it's actually, no, no, one's a bourbon, one's a whiskey. And it's like, then the other person's like, I don't don't care i enjoy them both at the same time though homeboy did include gdp in his defense for fish you know those vermonters are, <laughs> are a little more ben and jerry is out there uh making a whole bunch of money that single-handedly increases the gdp for the state of vermont uh, my, my final sign off for this uh <laughs> topic was as the guy is uh Defending all this to me, and, and we go into a restaurant. We go to uh, you know the skulls. Of course, they see other fellow band followers. Speaking of the band, Zeke's like my favorite jam band is the band. Not to mention that I didn't go there. It was too much for him to comprehend. But um, they see fellow band followers. Homeboys in pajama pants and some Crocs. I'm like, this is enhancing the GDP of my city. Hey, as long as he's got a pocket for his bankroll, it doesn't matter what he's wearing. He's dropping dollar bills at Skull's Rainbow Room. Effing hippies. Well, I have a funny story for you. So I know you texted me and asked me where I was. Now, we were recording a little bit later. I was catching up with my friend Tim Pearsant from Chattanooga Whiskey, and he had happened to ask me. He said, did you all review the Chattanooga whiskey bottled and bond yet? And I go, I'm a little torn on it. And he goes, why are you a little torn on it? And I said, well, I'm going to like it because I like the profile of Chattanooga whiskey. And it's not just because I'm talking to you on the phone right now, but we all know Zeke's going to hate it. <laughs> what a dick. And he goes, well, Zeke doesn't know shit. Ask Zeke if he wants to come down here and blind taste with me and i want to do a blind tasting with him and see if he still hates chattanooga after the blind tasting and ask him if he wants to come down and see chattanooga and see the distillery and maybe get a little educated about everything they have going on down there so that is an open invitation to you if you would like to go down some weekend with me see this is where you you paint me negatively because anyone that knows me knows I strongly refrain from the word hate. Well, I didn't I say hate to ever use it. I, I didn't. Maybe hate is a strong word, but I said, I think my exact word to him was we all know Zeke does not like the malted profile. I like malt. I don't like how beer for it is. Do you listen to our own shows? Cause I don't, but I know this much. 
Well, I, I listened to our shows, but he listens to our shows too. And he was like, Zeke needs to be educated because he was talking out his butt when he was talking about <laughs> what's going on at our distillery. So there was an open invitation and you could go down and learn about, I mean, he, he goes back to the Tawny Port episode where you finally learned because you don't listen to anything I say. And then all of a sudden you went, wait, they tasted through a hundred barrels and picked the 91st. Is there another thing he said back to that back in the day? I don't know if I told you that he was saying that there might've been some that we've liked more throughout the way, a single barrel here or there, but it was the profile of 91 that could be replicated that he liked the most. I mean, like granted there are some barrels that happen it's but it's a flash and you know it's like it's not saying that on tuesday he doesn't like one barrel other than another one but it's also saying that the profile the overall profile and the marketability and everything about it of 91 was better and he hasn't wavered in that but has he had other barrels and said oh wow i like this barrel a lot yes he has but he's very happy with the profile he found and that he's going to stick with that. But he he's basically extending the olive branch out to you and he's going to kill you with kindness and he advocates hugs, not drugs. He sounds like Jeff Bezos to me. <laughs> he's not going to wear a cowboy hat when he gets off of his space capsule. Oh, I just meant the, you know, occasionally favorites, but. Well, you brought up the favorites. You said out of a hundred, how can't you like, how can you not wake up Tuesday and be like, I like this one better. And I like this one better on Wednesday. I still couldn't. You know me. There is no way I would ever commit to an answer ever. Just like you can't commit to a woman ever. Depends on what she's making for breakfast. What's Zeke Baker's perfect breakfast? I mean, I know it's the Lucky Charm cereal you have in the cabinet behind you. No, I gave that up. It broke my face out too much. <laughs> but anyways, go down to Chattanooga. We we have an open invitation. That's We'll figure it out. We'll go down there and record a podcast with him. It'll be a boys' night in Chattanooga and go hang out with Tim. Tim is good people. You will like Tim. You should just be thankful T-Bones isn't there anymore because I spent some time there. But that chicken place is there, the fried chicken place. It's like one of the best places I've ever been for fried chicken. Champy's Fried Chicken. That being said, we are drinking Hirsch the Horizon tonight. Now, this is Hirsch, not the Hirsch that used to be owned by Bombergers. This has now been bought by Hodling and Company, an importer and the distiller behind Old Potrero. So they bought the brand, and they now own Hirsch selected whiskeys so you might have heard the name hirsch before hirsch 16 was one of the most famous whiskeys that was ever out there people put it down in a list of epics i think chuck cowdery wrote it's the most epic whiskey you'll never get to try a lot of history behind the brand it is no longer that same juice so what hodling and company did is they've sourced mgp and there is 94 percent five year four month of the 21 percent rye mash bill at mgp so it's 75 percent corn 21 percent rye 
and 4% barley. And then there's 6% of six-year, two-month, 60% corn, 36% rye, and 4% barley. It's a minimum of four years. It combines two straight bourbons distilled at MGP in Lawrenceburg, Indiana, and then they blend it together to get the final product. The MSRP for this is about 40 bucks. I've seen it some places at 31. So somewhere in between 30 to $40 for this, but their philosophy here, they say in 1974, when A.H. Hirsch first imagined his now legendary bourbon, he set the gold standard for thoughtful American whiskey. Today, Hirsch continues to pursue whiskey as an explorer might consider uncharted territory. We believe the world is full of possibility. There's always room for discovery and craft is best balanced with experimentation. With obsessively discerning selections, Hirsch continues to blaze trails for the adventurous. So that is why they call it Horizon. That is the kind of philosophy behind it. So you know where the brand is coming from. This comes in at 92 proof, 46% ABV. Any other questions you may have, Zeke? Is this the one that has the bottle kind of shaped like Hill Rock? Yeah, it's a square bottle with a green label, and it is currently available in California, Georgia, Illinois, Kentucky, Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Texas. See, look at that photographic memory on this old boy. Good job, old Zeke. Sounds like you haven't been to a lot of Fisher Dead shows and you still have your brain cells intact. <laughs> There's a 1% chance that guy's ever going to hear this show, but if he does, he's probably going to find you and cut you in your sleep. No. I can play him fish or dead on the guitar, so he'll be happy with me. If you muddle the two, he will cut you. <laughs> what did you think about this whiskey, Zeke? Nose-wise, uh, I put down it was sugars, pears, and leather. I think pears is kind of my default white fruit. It's just where I go, but I, I think it's applicable. I felt like the palate was kind of reversed. I thought it was leather and rye over pears. It has a good kick to it right in the mid. I would say overall, uh, it, it's bigger than it's proof. I would agree a lot with that. I think there's a lot of vanilla on the nose, though. In addition, the leather, thank you, because I was having a brain fart. I was like, there's something funky on the nose, and I can't quite put my finger on it. I'm like, what is it? What is it? And the second you said leather, I'm like, that was it. So thank you for that. Yeah, reminded you your safe word. There was just something funky. I, I even think there's a little mint on the nose as well. I got a little bit of coffee on, and I was not drinking coffee before this, and I know that's going to make you laugh, but I did get a little bit of coffee on the palate as well, in addition to what you were saying. A little bit of mint was there as well, and you know your traditional bourbon notes in addition to everything, and maybe even a little bit of oak on there as well but i do agree with you it has a nice kick it has a nice balance i know this is going to make for a short review but it is a blend of five and six year mgp for 30 to 40 bucks yes it's 92 proof and yes a lot of people chase a higher proof mgp but this what? is a solid but this is a solid drinker you know what's the amount of the other mash bill because I mean, it's pretty minimal, right? It's 94% of the low rye and 6% of the high rye. I mean, that's fairly surprising to me. That the kick comes up with just the 6% as much? Honestly, just on paper, it's surprising to me that someone would, you know, kind of find that noticeable. I mean, I, we don't know what size their batch is. 
I mean, I think if you're doing a blend and someone tells you we're going to use both MGP mash bills, okay, cool. I can get behind that. Both are similarly aged and 6% of the other one. I don't know, but I feel like it didn't move the needle, I guess is where I'm trying to get to. I think it probably did more than we think because if, you know, in my mind, when I hear 6%, I kind of go back to remember the old Booker's whichever one the the one that they had 15 year and then they put oh, in yeah and then they put in some of the younger stuff to kind of mellow it out i feel like the they're one that, the one they kept tinkering and delaying yeah but i kind of feel like the same way here when i see six percent i'm kind of thinking they got all this 21 percent rye and they're like something's a little off and they just tinkered enough just to round out the edges when i see six percent it's like you're not trying to really affect the whiskey or the bourbon as much, just trying to kind of soften something or take something back a little bit. Because if they really wanted to do something that's like 70-30 or something like that, like the mix is different. Or it could just be a case of like, hey, we bought a shit ton of barrels. We only had whatever percent low rye and this percent high rye. So we merged it together at this proportion. But most likely, I think it has to be just to round something out a little bit. <laughs> I mean, that was honestly my, uh, one of my initial guesses was like, after they all been dumped into a vat, Hey, did anybody realize these four barrels were a different mash bill? Oh shit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, like it's just such a, uh, an odd percent to begin with better or worse. I guess it's like, you know, um, uh, you know, Turkey and other places that have done, you know, like bourbon rise and other blends. Um, it works, but it's amazing. Cause the way that whiskey is, I mean, it could be one barrel that changes everything, right? Like you could have a hundred barrel batch and something's off and you put one barrel of a certain profile in and it changes everything. It's so finicky. I mean, you remember from all the stuff that we've been doing blending, you move something just a little bit and it changes the profile so much. And there, I mean, it could be moving things proof wise. It could be moving things from a mash bill. There's so many different little nuances and so many variables that could have such a profound effect that I understand that 6% could really do a lot. I'm with you there hundred percent. I mean, I think my biggest takeaway was it punches higher than it's proof. I don't think if you poured this for anyone in a blind, they would guess it was a 92 proof. I agree. I was very pleasantly surprised by this one. I'm a buy. I think it's a solid drinker where it is. And I know we haven't been saying buy a lot right now, but this one, I'm okay having this on the shelf. And, you know, you don't need high proofers every day. You need to be able to mix it up. You need to have some of those other things in there. The people that are searching for MGP all the time, I think it's finding good, solid MGP at that mid-level So it's not, you know, a lower proof. It's not a cast strength. It's right in the middle and it's priced accordingly. But the year, nobody's going to balk at five years, four months and six years, two months blended together for 30 to 40 bucks. I think that's a very fair price there. And uh, I think it's a good whiskey. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think it's probably only hindrance will be itself to a degree. And and like you mentioned, uh, the folks that are out there for a hundred plus proof bottles or cash strength or, you know, somewhere in that space, they're going to see 92 and kind of scoff at it, even if they are uh, big MGP fans. But 
this has the profile and maybe it's like a what was it a little mac or whatever the guy was that jumped and punch in tyson's punch out <laughs> like this is it it's jumping and punching way bigger than you ever expected out of the old fella do 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 i now i got that stuck in my head whenever somebody mentions punch out i hear the music in my head but but it was little mac right you yeah know, the guy with the green shorts that jumped and punched i'm not gonna lie my favorite one was soda popinski there was soda popinski uh bear hugger king hippo so many people he would have to fight but uh i just i always laughed at the name soda popinski yeah i would paint you more as the the big bald one the bear hugger with the white trunks yeah no not with the white trunks he had overalls wasn't there a big bald one with white trunks? Maybe not. Maybe King Hippo. Uh, That's more our friend MSP, though. <laughs> now that we've digressed, thank you, Hirsch, for sending this whiskey our way. You can find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us wherever you download your podcast. You already have because you're listening to us. So do us a favor. We could really use your help. Leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Nashville, Tennessee. And if this is the horizon, I would say it's very bright. And we look forward to seeing future releases. And they would tell you to chase your horizon. That's their tagline. Cheers. Ciao.